0: Our Own Defense Podcast. We're your host, Attorney AD Winners, Founder, and Managing Attorney of VeteransDefender.com, and Dr. Dolores Tarver, Licensed Psychologist. For more information, go to our podcast at In Our Own Defense on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can email us at defense at gmail.com. The mission of our In Our Own Defense is It's to share truths, create dialogue that increases our listeners' awareness of a variety of concerns to foster the development of a holistic plan which incorporates mental, physical, spiritual, financial, and intellectual wellness. Dr. Tarver?
1: The information provided during the In Our Own Defense podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice and is not a substitute for the knowledge, skill, and judgment of qualified mental health or medical health care professionals. Instead, all information, content, and materials available on this site are for general informational purposes only.
0: And thank you. So, Dr. Tarver, we have the luxury of, in this episode of uh, In Our Own Defense podcast, we have the luxury of having two polished providers who are going to discuss realistic relationship strategies uh, with us today. So, how have you been?
1: I've been awesome, Sauce. How about you, sir?
0: Oh, doing well, doing well. I ran my eight miles this morning, so I'm still sore. Uh, This show, I think, is going to be really exciting um, you know, the, the difficulties that people experience in datings, I've watched it on the internet. I sit on, on all sorts of social media, sit on TV shows, sit the movies, uh, dating is difficult. It's challenging, but necessary and required to get to know, you know, our future partners. So what are some of the, 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 the views? Oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, <laughs> let me pause. <laughs>
1: This is what happens. We've right. had uh, storms. We've had car alarms go off. Wow! <laughs> just That's
2: part of it. Yeah. There's I mean, good that.
1: times yeah. when you are recording.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Can you still hear me? Because one of my ear pods died. Yes, I can actually still hear you. Okay, so okay. We're going we're gonna to <laughs> pray for the other one that it lasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this one's on 95%, so as long as
3: you can hear me, it's fine. I just yes, I can I can hear
1: you. I can hear you okay. fine. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's always interesting to me how some computers, you can hear just fine with just the audio of the computer and others. Yeah. You got to have headphones. Some on days
3: it. It, it does just fine, and then other days, not so
1: much. So it feels like there's never a rhythm or a rhyme to it. <laughs> All right, attorney winners, we have to start over. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. I meant to put something on the door to tell UPS and FedEx not to ring the daggone doorbell. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me! <laughs> all right, I apologize about that. Okay, wow, there's okay. nothing else lingering. I had about 50 pieces of clothes I'm trying to mail out and ship out and all that stuff to my clients. So uh, here we go. One, like five, four. Can you guys hear me?
3: Yes.
0: Okay. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to In Our Own Defense Podcast. We're your host, Attorney AD Winters, Managing Attorney and Founder of VeteransOffender.com, and Dr. Dolores Tarver, Licensed Psychologist. For more information about our show, go to In Our Own Defense on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and just email us at inourowndefense at gmail.com. The purpose and mission of our show is to share truths and create a dialogue that increases our listeners' awareness of a variety of concerns to foster the development of a holistic plan which incorporates mental, physical, spiritual, financial, and intellectual wellness. Dr. Tarver.
1: The information provided during the In Our Own Defense podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice and is not a substitute for the knowledge, skill, and judgment of qualified mental health medical health care professionals. Instead, all information, content, and materials that we discuss are for general informational purposes only.
0: Well, uh, Dr. Tarver, in this episode of In Our Own Defense podcast, we are featuring two polished providers uh, so they can come here and talk with us and discuss uh, relationship strategies, ones that work. Uh, So how have you been, Dr. Tarver?
1: I have been great. How are you?
0: i've been well i've been well and so uh this is another great episode of the our on the fence podcast we're lucky to have these two great guests with us you know one of the things that i keep running across whether it's in a movie whether it's in a tv show is i keep running into people having difficulties dating in real life and social media and 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 everything that you hear i know i've had challenges uh but 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 i think it's necessary and, and and required to know your future partner but what are some of the challenges that you've seen i know It was different when I was a youth than a young adult, the whole dating scene changed as I became a middle age. But I wonder, as people enter their senior stages of life, um, you know, our views naturally change and progress about things, whether it's fear, pain, what, you know, what are the things that make a dating relationship uh, that you prioritize in those relationships? And how do we know if we're ready to date? I know there was 15 questions.
1: (laughs) You like to do that to me.
0: But I wanted, you know, to bring that to the fold. What What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I, You know, of course, we can't get away from this whole dating conversation. As you said, it's everywhere. I think for a lot of the clients that I see, um, some of the challenges end up being dating when you haven't healed from a past relationship or past relationships. So you're bringing in um, some of that pain into your current relationship with your partner and uh, you begin to um, engage in comparison behaviors. That's another one that I see where we compare past partners to current partners and, and it makes a partner feel like they can't win. So a lot of times partners will come to me and, and say they feel like they're living in the shadow of, of another relationship. I, I think sometimes we get into dating because we're bored uh, and we are looking for fillers. We might have holes in our own lives and I say holes in our souls from our past family Dynamics and we're trying to use a partner to feel that or we don't want to be alone Uh, I hear a lot of people say I can't be by myself and I'm like you can't be by yourself or you're choosing not to be by yourself Um, And then you know, of course I think this challenge of people wanting to have someone to be with but not really being sure About what that's supposed to look like because if I haven't done real well with dating in the past then I might be a little bit uncomfortable with trying to date in the future So I think some of those dynamics come into play and I am super excited that we have two professionals with us today that are going to help us navigate all of those challenges as well as some other ones that we'll be getting into. So why don't you go ahead and let's start with some introductions and get this thing going.
0: All right, well, good deal. Uh, um, Like Dr. Tarver said, guys, you know, um, I get the privilege of introducing uh, Ms. Uh, Janae Johnson. Uh, She's a uh, you know, an LMFT, and she's an award-winning therapist, school consul, uh, consultant, entrepreneur. Uh, she's an author and a speaker. Uh, she owns Teen Talk, a therapy practice that supports teens and their families and their school systems. Uh, and she's a co-founder of the Black Brain Campaign, which is a, it's designed to eradicate black mental health uh, stigmas. Um, and she's the author of the Dear Teen Self series and uh, teen self-help books. Uh, that helps team navigate some of these challenging emotions. Uh, she's contributed to the Forbes, uh, with the Forbes, the culture to break the barriers and the, uh, uh, highlight the cultural diversity. Uh, she sought uh, after speaker on all the time. She's written or been featured in Black Enterprise, uh, Thrive Works, Essence and the Philadelphia Tribune. Uh, we're so lucky and so grateful to have uh, Miss Janae Johnson. Welcome to the show, Miss Janae. And Dr. Tarvey, if you can introduce our next guest, please.
1: It is my sincere pleasure to introduce Curtis Jasper, PhD, uh, affectionately known as Dr. Kurt, who identifies himself as an author, speaker, educator, and human behavior specialist. That's a whole mouthful for you. Uh, He uses psycho-spiritual and psycho-educational approaches to teaching individuals, groups, couples, and families. He comes from a culturally-based, non-colonized, for those of you that like Black Panther, Mm-hmm. Uh, therapeutic approach to focusing on Black men issues, mental health, and emotional wellness. He is the executive director of I Am International Inc., a Georgia based organization which teaches per- uh, personal development, emotional intelligence, and health and wellness to community based organizations. Dr. Kurt also heads uh, Concierge Counseling Solutions, a mobile and virtual therapy corporation. He works, rests, and plays in Atlanta, Georgia. So welcome, 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 Dr. Kurt. Thank
2: you so much for that.
1: Absolutely. We are so happy to have you two, and I like to just launch right into questions, and just, you know, y'all don't get any warm-up. We're just about to get into it. Um, So let's just start with what it actually means to date. A lot of people ask me, What exactly is dating? Is it hooking up? Is it friends with benefits? Is it bae? Is it cuffing? Is it DTF? What exactly is dating? And and what would a healthy dating relationship look like? Uh, We'll start ladies first with uh, Ms. Johnson. (laughs) All right,
3: Um, so I personally think that dating is what the two parties communicate it is. Um, I think so many people have their own identity and their own thoughts about dating and that's fine, I think you just have to be able to communicate that effectively to the person that you're interested in to see if they agree with that version of dating. So that in the very beginning, we talk about being healthy, communicating your needs, your desires, your definitions. And, you know, you're not pulling someone on board to a ship that they don't agree with being on. (laughs) They don't know that that's what it looks like. And I think um, dating is very, very, it's a very personal thought process. It's a very personal decision. So I do think dating can be all of the things you mentioned. It could be a situationship. It could be, you know, DTF. I mean, ideally, those are not traditionally what dating is and courting is. It's really like getting to know someone, asking them a bunch of deep, you know, background questions to see if, you know, you guys can be paired and partnered for the long term. And honestly, I think we have to do a more have to do a deep dive with what the traditional idea of dating and courting and the end goal is because the reality is a lot of people are not aiming for marriage anymore and they're not aiming for those things and don't see those things as achievement and so I think we have to kind of look at that to really understand what dating is and what's considered healthy. So it's kind of a layered question but I definitely think we have to have like that You know bigger kind of conversation first because i think the purpose for dating then changes which then would change the definition
1: hopefully that made sense that made (laughs) made perfect sense because uh, (laughs) we actually um have been talking about uh relationships for a couple of weeks now and that whole let's define what we're doing thing seems to keep coming up again Mm -hmm. dr kurt
2: so uh first of all thank you guys for having me dating for me uh is a couple things um So generally speaking, dating is just an intentional series of actions or behavior designed for one or more people to get to know each other. Uh, But then there's dating after a relationship has been established as a form of staying connected, that the end goal is to move to some level of intimacy. Um, And so that is even further designed and defined by the people involved whether it's open closed every other week online things of that nature Uh, what really stands out for me regarding the definition of dating is to be relatable right and i know we're going to get into some questions regarding relationships but the notion of dating whichever uh definition that we choose to use uh, there has to be a series of skill set acquisitions that is designed that one must be relatable as they go through these intentional engagements.
1: You just broke breaking some theory on in there on the time. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, but later <laughs> this is why we bring in experts to have these conversations. Love it. <laughs> um, I appreciate both of your responses and they, and they seem to be on par which is uh, hey we need to have a conversation we need to be clear about what we're doing before we enter into, and I like this piece of it changes as we move more into getting into a, a, a relationship. So the Absolutely. early dating where we're getting to know each other, and then as we establish what we're doing, then we may have a different set of guidelines in terms of how we wanna proceed mm-hmm. moving forward. Okay, Absolutely. all right. I
0: think after we define it, I think it, it naturally leads us into a space where people uh, we're in today's society. We're still experiencing COVID. Who would have thought that when we first started this show, <laughs> that on about the 20th episode, we would still be uh, experiencing COVID-19. One one of the things that are, that is coming out of this is that people are starting to date or what are, that myriad of just <laughs> definitions and terms that we use to define this uh, that we know is dating. Um, you know, people are starting to engage in uh, this digital space. This is a norm. We're constantly online. It's, it's really the great way for us to uh, communicate and connect safely. Cause I, you know, I don't know who's brave enough to say, Hey, I'm coming over your house and then you're <laughs> house, out house, and you ain't coming up mine. Uh, and so what is the norm in dating? Uh, and does this social media, this digital space, is it make it easier? Is it safer? You know, or is it just rife with, you know, the frauds and the schemes and the scams. And people say, if you give me $400, I could turn it into 4,000 of all this, you know, these positive schemes. But how do you, what are some norms that are happening from this? I'll puzzle to you, Dr. Kurt, first, and then you, Ms. Johnson, but, but what, are, what are some norms to help us navigate this?
2: Well, I think we're all in a new norm. And it's almost to the point when I work with couples that we, we quite frankly, people have forgotten about what used to be normal. As we are all transitioning and transforming, uh, I work with couples all the time, and one of the good there's some great things about being quarantined when it comes to preliminaries uh, regarding dating. So we get to do this. I think before we uh, interact, hook up, whatever the dynamics is, we get to see one another uh, through some sort of virtual interaction. Which allows us to kind of put forth to, you know, some getting to know each other. I always joke and say, if you ain't Googleable, I ain't fooling with you. So I like, you gotta be able to, I gotta be able to put something about you in the search engine uh, so that I, so my people can get to you in the event that I come up missing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but seriously, I think the quarantine has forced us to really not only deal with ourselves, but sort of lay a lot of foundational work, whether we're FaceTiming or Zooming or Skype and whatever, even with people we've met. Now, the good thing about social media is most people are pretty active on some form of social media. So we don't get to know them, but we get a sort of a one-dimensional take on how they show up. Professionally, friends or family, dress, attire, smile, things of that nature. So it's sort of like a build, you know, sort of like a, 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 a building process. You know, you can meet people on social media, then y'all can move to Zoom, which is sort of a lot more private. And then, you know, you can decide to meet in the park, six feet apart with, with mask on. So I think there's some goodness that have come out of this. Uh, and I think the new normal will set a precedent on how we date. Like, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah, like, I'm in a, I got to Zoom with you. I got to Zoom, Zoom with you first. Even when they open the world back up, I'm thinking there's some goodness about, uh, let me send you the Zoom link.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that is a very interesting question. Some of you think about it because it's going to have a lasting effect. Would you agree, Miss Johnson?
3: Um, yeah, I actually do agree. And I think that dating during COVID has been really fun for most people because mm-hmm. I do think it gives you an opportunity to relieve the pressure and it really gives you an opportunity to review what society has kind of put on you know as as a priority for dating and now it's like well if that's not a priority the priority is not kind of going out to a nightclub or putting on this type of attire but the priority is now all I can do is talk to you I'm more interested and I like you know Dr. Kurt said you're laying foundation you're having conversations about things early on that you probably were not having conversations about at all and you were you know you're getting an opportunity to see does that person what their values are in a world of social media and everybody's home people are posting you're seeing what they're reposting you're seeing what they're not posting You, you get an opportunity to really see where their values align and I think it really allows the weeding process to happen quicker and I also think it allows us to see people in a different way that we may not have paid attention to before so i have been finding and i I encourage a lot of my friends to revisit you know maybe connections from the past not if they were like you know violent or anything but just people that you probably didn't give a second glance to because i do think at in different you know phases of our lives we may be more ready in others or less ready in others but if you're in COVID and you're a little bit more mature this person is still around it doesn't hurt to give someone that you already have a connection with a deeper look and see if a deeper connection can really be fostered. Um, so.
0: I, I think that's fascinating. And I always wondered how the fan, like in this social space that we're operating in, if the families have some impact on this. I know Dr. Tarver, you and I were talking uh, in an earlier show when we are talking about uh, toxicity, we were talking about the families, uh, 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 tendencies to weigh heavy on relationships what what are you seeing in in the practice uh, generally in the practice about families uh, uh, impact on these dating norms
1: yeah I mean that's I think a challenge uh, of dating is that we often bring other people into our dating and so uh, whatever dysfunction is in our families then we're we're tending to follow that in our dating patterns and so what I'm what I'm seeing from clients is they date like their parents dated or they date like their aunts and uncles dated um, and I'm using the term date loosely because I think that there were a lot of non-described situationships uh, and other kind of dynamics that people saw and so they don't know how to date for themselves because they're following these patterns that they saw that may not necessarily have been healthy dating patterns, and, and I think that's a good segue into my question for you all, because I think sometimes we end up getting in dating relationships because our family pressures us to, right? Like, oh, I need some grandbabies. Uh, shouldn't you be dating? What's wrong with you? You gay? Um, how come you don't have anybody yet, right? So then people start getting in relationships because people say they should at this point in their lives. We've mentioned the different um, phases of our lives, or, or people end up getting in relationships because um, they're thinking, well, why not? Why not be in a relationship? Other, other, I don't have anything else to do. With other people, uh, I've heard people say, you know, my, my ovaries are working, I might as well do something with it. Like these are um, real conversations that I, that I have with people. They're bored, they're lonely, um, right? So what are some of your recommendations for our viewers who may be thinking about some of those things as reasons for them to date, or the family of origin, as Attorney Winter said, influencing them to date, What are some of the things that you would recommend as factors to consider before they even begin this process of starting today?
3: So I feel like that's that's really layered. But I think one of the first things is what you said is kind of really taking that time to look at your family of origin and look at if those relationships that you are, you know, striving for ended or manifested the way you want your relationship to manifest or to be. I think it's really easy um, to kind of take on our family dynamic and, you know, because there's ease there. It's hard being the first one to go left when everyone has gone right, but I think we always feel, oh, I don't want that for myself, that people are just kind of like, I'm not sure how to get there if I haven't seen it. So the first thing I would say is find examples of the life you want. (laughs) of the relationship that you want, and if you find those examples, dig in. If you can, you know, read more books from that person, if you feel like there are more topics on it, dig in and find and figure out how did this person, um, you know, get to this point, because that's where I want to be, and I think so often when we look at relationships, we don't look at it like an educational opportunity that there are guidebooks out here, that there are different things, there are people you can go to to help you kind of navigate, So I think that's the first thing, really looking at your family and saying, is this the end goal that I also want to have? Because more than likely, you're going to get the same end goal (laughs) if you do the exact same thing that your family has done. Um, And to those that are bored, I mean, dating can be fun. So I'm not going to sit here and act like dating isn't fun or isn't fun. It can be, but I always say, date your friends, date yourself, Um, find other things to do. I love to still date my friends and you know, if I want to go to a botanical garden, I'm going to go, I'll take myself or I'll ask my friend if she wants to go. So I think we can still date if we feel lonely, because there's nothing wrong with connection. But I do think we should look at where is the investment in the connection, so that I'm not, you know, kind of pulling in another person's, you know, feelings in case it doesn't go wrong, you know, if it doesn't go well, and you know, just doing it because I'm bored. So that would
1: be my suggestion on that. Outstanding. What about you, Dr. Kurt? How, how are you?
2: <laughs> so I, I I want to answer it in a twofold. Uh, of course, there's the the, the family coercion um, that comes up. Well, a lot of people are very close to their family. A lot of people are not. Uh, it usually comes up with people whom I know or work with who have been in active relationships for a long time in the family pressure. Like, what y'all going to do? what's going on, particularly now during the quarantine. It's like, okay, y'all been dating three years before the quarantine, like how y'all coming out of this? So the family pressure on current relationship has sort of increased uh, from my experience. Um, And I work with it and it causes stress and anxiety. And so by the time they come to me to do work on stress and anxiety, I have to peel back the layers. Like, okay, so we gotta deal with the people pleasing because this ain't the first time they have, Uh, inserted themselves into your life. (laughs) This is the first time you're coming to terms with that because of COVID, because we're all less mobile. Um, So I often go back to your folks been on you about a lot of things, where to go to school, where to live, how to dress, you know, when you're going to have, you know, and so dating is just one other thing that there's, quite frankly, is exceeding your boundaries. And then the other people who are just quarantined, they are, struggling with the notion of being alone versus being lonely. And so they make lonely be something more than just a human interaction. Like we all have this desire, as you guys know, to be seen, heard, and felt. They make that to be like, maybe I'm going through something. No, we all get to that point, but it doesn't constitute a whole big thing about, I'm in this space, let me go and start liking and DMing folks. I do think there's some value in going back and sort of checking the temperature on some things you may have skated through. Um, But I also think that this is a fun time to just be with people, whether virtually or online, just be. Because I know that all of us have had time to sit back and like, okay, I'm really getting to know myself. So there's a way to go through this like, hey, I found out a lot of good stuff. I found out a lot of garbage stuff. And I'm ready to, to not only date people who I'm interested in, but as you said, Ms. Johnson, I'm actually ready to show up differently and date people who I'm already in relationships with. Same gender, same sex, and things of that nature. So I look at it and know from those different angles.
0: I think that's an exciting way to kind of put it in perspective, uh, and, and I think we we all are learning to just you know watch that loneliness, but don't don't uh, get so bogged down with our familial relationships and those pressures, which are oftentimes unrealistic. But there's something. There's a couple of things I want to get to. Uh, But I know we need to take a little uh, small break. But when we come back, I want to talk about location, location, location. Uh, You're you're listening to In Our Own Defense podcast. uh, And we're having a great show on Am I Ready to Date?